0: Hi, this is Colleen Klinkenbeard, and you're listening to Bytes.
1: What's up, everybody? It's time for another episode of, of Button Mash. I'm going to be your host, Chase Treatment, reviews editor here at ByteBSU. And with me, I have...
2: Aiden Hall, podcast editor.
1: And... Jake Doolin, managing editor. And tonight, we're clearly going to spend our entire show talking about Matomo. Yes. Absolutely. It's the... Sw- we're talking about uh, Baldur's Gate. Yes. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you've been living under a rock for the past two days and not been paying attention to the gaming news... Um, Baldur's Gate released a new expansion after 18 years and it was met with a large amount of criticism on both a technical level and on a much more disappointing level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was full of bugs and transgender characters apparently.
2: Yes and full of there was one.
1: Yeah, full of, there's one character who you have to get four lines deep in optional dialogue to find out. And
2: you can totally miss them. You don't have to Mm. even encounter them. Mm
1: -hmm. This character is a almost throwaway uh, cleric in one of the the areas with the lines, I created my name myself several years ago, and this is after you ask, what's up with your weird name? Mm -hmm. My birth name proved unsuitable. When I was born, my parents thought me a boy and raised me as such. In time, we came to understand I was truly a woman. I created my new name from syllables of different languages. All have special meaning to me. It is the truest reflection of who I am. And that's it. That's it. That's the entire thing. Mm -hmm. And if you uh, happen to go look at any of the uh, game stores other than, uh, what is it, Good Old Games? Yes. All of their review scores have been tanked. And um, I'd like to note that... Good old games, or whichever one it happens to be, cause Steam I'm, is the one with the good. Steam it, has positive Steam has yeah. yeah, Steam is the only one
0: where we're pretty sure you have to own the game to review it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's not like Metacritic or Good Old Games where you can just go in and throw any something. comment. Yeah throw stuff down on multiple fake accounts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The
1: developers, Beamdog, have also been receiving a ton of harassment over the past couple days, and we've even been seeing specific developers. Does anyone want to guess their gender? Which one, Which of the Beamdog employees were targeted? Amber Scott. What? Yep. A feminine name? A feminine name. Was
2: she the lead writer on the game as well, or for the, the expansion? Yes, she's yeah.
1: one of the lead writers. Okay. On the, on the expansion, and because of course, like I said, 18 years ago. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, that's
2: the other thing, is like, where are they adding an expansion to Baldur's Gate? Because it's were...
1: a real good game that deserves expansion. Well, no, I
2: thought they were working on Baldur's Gate 3. That was my confusion. Was I thought this was between like 2 and 3. I didn't understand what was going on with it. No, but that's this... A... this...
1: The goal
0: of this expansion is to bridge the story between one and two, oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay, that makes sense yes, okay. and of course, Amber Scott is the one to get blamed, even though she's one of the lead writers. One I believe not she's the only one. one of she's the only female i I believe I'm almost certain of that when it, from what I've read, and she's fairly outspoken now, again, we don't know that she wrote this this dialogue it's just an assumed thing, because we know she of,
2: can't put the character
1: we well no we know this is her character this is her contribution Mm -hmm. she has been very outspoken because she came up
2: with the character's name years ago and um...
1: amber scott is quoted as saying as i've said before and i won't say much more about this on the subject other than to get my perspective out there i'm the writer and creator i get to make the decisions about who i write about and why she goes on to basically say it gets real boring to write just white cis people in a place where you fight dragons and beholders. Mm-hmm. And of
2: course, it doesn't make sense for it to just be white straight men.
1: Like, yeah. Can we just talk about that? Like, even if you are to going to say, yeah, sure, I don't want to, I don't ever want to see a trans person in my real life. I want to be a bigot in that way. Mm-hmm. How can you go straight from fighting a dragon to being
0: upset about someone who is saying, yeah, this is what my gender is? It's like. Anytime there's, like, this suspension of disbelief, like, you know, Skyrim, or you're in a world of dragons, you're in a world of magic, and anyone can be anything they want to be, except the one thing that, you know, someone might want to be. No, excuse you, Jake. It is much
1: more believable that there are cat people than transgender people. And lizard people. Excuse you. Exactly.
0: It's like people are willing to suspend their disbelief until, you know— that point and then it's just like well nope I can't even this game isn't realistic anymore it's not realistic to the world that uh, you know dragons exist in it is as some comments have
1: quoted shoving a political agenda down your throat Mm -hmm. which
2: that doesn't make any sense I didn't realize gender was uh, an agenda it's just
1: that's like I mean let's just put this in a perspective so that people can realize exactly how much of a bigot these people are being Mm -hmm. because we're completely ignoring one of the major things that came out of this that we'll get back to later. Yeah. But if I were to put a black person in my story and you told me I was shoving an an agenda down your throat, you're a racist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This isn't a different situation. No. It's not. And it's just like I've been so happy over the past couple days to see the industry rallying behind Beamdog, and I've been Absolutely. really happy to see Beamdog rallying behind Amber Scott. Mm-hmm.
0: That was one thing. We're coming off a week where a company completely did not back one of their employees, completely allowed them to be harassed, to be you know targeted, and then just fired that employee. And left them alone. And left them completely without any sort of, kind of support. It was nice to see Beamdog... A- you know, smaller company in comparison. You know, which employee was that? Um, the Nintendo employee. Uh, I mean, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it was nice to see them stick up I for argue their employees. These are different situations yes.
1: with much higher stakes on one end.
0: but it was somewhat similar in the in the fact that these were two women being harassed by people online, mm-hmm. and one one company obviously took a much bigger step in saying, "No, this is not acceptable behavior. We will not allow this to happen." And you know, it's still continuing on, but there's there's much more support. I think from just the the company itself, which is always you know helpful. It doesn't give you know those bigots a voice you know to continue with in some ways.
2: And I think even going back to the Steam reviews, it's showing that their solid fan base, the people that have bought the games and enjoyed the games, are showing their support in the positive reviews, and they're not the ones that are you know raising too terribly of a fit or anger.
0: Mm-hmm. I find it odd that like one of the big things in terms of this this year I've seen is just this idea of um, censorship. Mm-hmm. This idea of how dare companies take things out of their games. that I, I want these things in my game. But the moment a company... Put something in their game that they want. It's you know something they created. Their art. It's I don't want that in my game. Take it out of my game. It's it's only censorship to the till it's against what I want. I mean, can we talk about the kind of
1: things that have have recently been had censorship called out? Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're talking uh, Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball Three, where it was censorship because they wouldn't sell their game, so these people couldn't play this incredibly misogynistic game. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? I play it for the sports aspect. <laughs> I want me some volleyball. And it's just like the things that the groups of people who are clearly making these same arguments, like whether or not it's the same individuals, these are people who put themselves in groups that make these statements. Yes. have no intention of even beginning to hide their hypocrisy. No. No. And I mean like there like there are some arguments stating like Oh it shouldn't have been a cis woman writing a trans character and it's like okay but then people then a cis woman also shouldn't have been writing cis males a, cis wo- a white mm-hmm. cis woman also shouldn't have been writing black characters it's only really important once it got to the trans character huh Well and then mm-hmm. there was the lines aren't written well and like if you look The at... lines are so well written I want to know so much more about this character oh, yeah, no. mm-hmm. like they've made an incredibly interesting throwaway character with like four lines of dialogue mm-hmm. <laughs> they have a story And it's such an interesting one that I would be so happy to see more about, but that's clearly not what these people saying they're badly written are saying. No, No. I mean,
2: you can go to any other NPC and they'll probably have maybe one or two lines of dialogue, if that, and it's probably generic.
1: And I mean, let's talk about the fact that those,
0: I have no doubt that those NPCs are equally interesting. Mm -hmm. Possibly. No doubt. And one of the things that I saw in the Steam reviews, they always started off with, this is going to sound like I'm a bigot. But it's really about the writing. They, they, there's a whole bunch of excuses mm-hmm. that you put beforehand. They're like, "I'm not really, you know, racist." It's that but... I'm not
2: bragging, but but that yeah. you always do that. This is a good mm-hmm.
0: time to bring this up,
1: and there is a slur incoming. So just listeners, be aware. The in the immediate aftermath of this video, people who will find yourselves aligning on the side of remove the trans character. A video came out entitled "Tranny Abuse," in which a character yep. murdered Mizena. Immediately after discovering that she is transgender, like, um, I want the people who are on the anti Mizana side, uh, to justify the fact that these are their bedfellows. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you are not actually trans misogynist, which let's be honest, we all know they are, yeah, mm-hmm. these are the people who you're picking your side with. Pick your battles. And Pick like them better.
2: Well, and that's even the thing. Like we were saying, you have to go out and you have to find her in some cases depending on where you start which means this person made this video with the intent of killing them. Mm-hmm. And that's... And the thing as is opposed to when just, I
0: was doing research for this, this particular podcast, I wanted to see the lines of dialogue so I went to YouTube, typed in Mazena, that is the top video. It should be said that we know we're pronouncing her name yes. wrong. We're yeah. 100% positive. That is the top video followed by five other videos. <laughs> of the exact same thing. Of the exact same thing. And there Before is... you get to see any of her dialogue or any meaningful mm-hmm. discussion of what that means. As far as I can tell, there have been videos of her dialogue uploaded. They've just been flagged to the point they get taken down. And I wonder what kind of people do that. Mm-hmm. Hmm, let's not say the word so we don't summon them. Yes. But this is the thing. It... It's a strategy that is like, well, you can't look and find, like, the dialogue. So all the information you have, if you search this up on YouTube, is this horrible, bigoted information. And, you know, someone who is not, I guess, very well-versed in terms of, like, finding out information, that's their only form of Mm -hmm. getting anything because those other videos are getting flagged. They can't see it for themselves. They just have to believe these voices that are making these horrible videos. And And that changes
1: someone's opinion. Mm -hmm. And it's really disappointingly a case of the industry versus the fans at this point because, like— you know the fans who don't really give a crap because you know they're good people they aren't going at they aren't going to be posting the reviews saying yeah all these people are big as it's you know a game mm-hmm. yeah but yeah. the people who want to go out of their way they're going to and then it's just a matter of the industry being like okay but we know they're on the beam dogs doing it right mm-hmm. so what are we supposed to do about
0: these people i wonder how many of these people honestly even cared about Baldur's Gate for this week. Uh, well, I
2: think it's a lot of them, and the mm, reason I,
1: I, I really, don't... I feel like I feel like we can make a strong, uh, strong stance that they didn't, based on the fact that Steam, the the platform where you have to buy the game that everyone's complaining about, has really high reviews. Oh no,
2: I get that. Uh, the reason I think that these people did care about. Baldur's Gate is that Baldur's mm-hmm. Gate is based off Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. And Dungeons and Dragons has an equally toxic environment if you've gone to any game store, if you've you know, I've run several campaigns, I know you've run campaigns, mm-hmm. and there are toxic environments. And even, you know, Ed Greenwood came out and said, you know, Dungeons and Dragons has always been open to this. But there are people within that community that are i mean people forget that in first edition D and d, if you wanted to play a woman, you got negative penalties for playing as a woman. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until third edition that if you wanted to play any other race, you either had to classify yourself as a wildling if you wanted to be say black or oriental if you wanted to be an Asian character, and that had different penalties and boosts as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so there are people that go off of these mindsets that I mean they're not good people obviously but, I mean, like,
1: b- before th- Third edition came out in like two thousand two, so the so those editions are from almost twenty years ago. That those things like two full decades of culture have happened since those people, Mm -hmm. but
2: there's still people
1: playing that have that
2: mentality. I know, Mm -hmm. and you know. It's to the point where most women don't even want to play D&D because they feel like they're, you know, targeted and they're mm-hmm. victims. And I feel bad for them, honestly. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes this issue of Baldur's Gate is this very immersive, very well provided D&D simulator. That's what it is. Yeah. And, and it's based off the Forgotten Realms D&D, which is a fantastic expansion. But for these players to come in with that same mindset and that same toxic attitude. It's hampering Baldur's Gate and it's hampering anything that we want to grow a positive D and D community with. Mm-hmm. Cause I know many of my female friends do play Baldur's Gate because it is a healthy way to play D and D. You're not worried about what people are going to do to your character. You're not worried about what people are going to say. It's just a way to immerse yourself if you want it to.
1: Yeah. And it's gotten to the point where, I mean, Arguably, competitors to Baldur's Gate and competitors to D anD D have a really, really rich field to start sowing because it has such. It kind of has a
0: seriously negative connotation. It does. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, I remember going in when I found out when I first started playing D anD D, and I would see those rules. I would just think, "Who?" I mean, like they they code it in certain ways. They don't. they, they, They try not to be like outwardly racist. They'll come up with different names. They'll come up with different things, but it's so clear. You look at the pictures, you can tell. It's just these exaggerated proportions. It's these exaggerated stereotypes of characters. Which, thank God for 3rd Edition.
2: Even 3rd Edition wasn't totally perfect. It, it was, wasn't
1: perfect, but
0: God, was that It made a lot of improvements. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly did. No. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah. It's these people holding on to those old ideas of like, well, I mean, yeah. When people go into it with those those horrible ideas of how characters should be, you know, they can't accept the fact that, like, the year 2015, I mean, 2016 is happening. You know, people's yeah. minds have changed in the last 20 years. People's minds have always, you know, these characters have always been around. They didn't just happen 20 years. No. Yeah, in the last 20 years. But I'm saying that these, you know, the books have changed. Times have changed in a way. Holding on to those old ideas as, like, this is the norm. This is my. This is my Bible is, you know, such a toxic way to even view art. It is. It really is. And, like... I tried to think about this through a
1: bunch of different lenses because it's really not fair to just be like, "Okay, these people are just scumbags," and I am gonna cut to the end and have a spoiler. I decided that it turns out they were, though. Mm-hmm. But uh, I looked at this through the lens of art, through interpretation, and art through like decision making, like the whole the whole argument of is the purpose of the art what the artist intended, or is the purpose of the art how the per- how the player received it? And it's like that doesn't even. It's and not even quali- – it, it doesn't even qualify for that kind of level of discussion, which that's what ultimately pushed me so hard against this movement because it's like there's not even a level of academic discussion to be had about this character. Mm-hmm. Every All of it is just so base and – I mean I'm looking at a review right here where it's just like a person gives this gamer a zero out of ten on Metacritic for one aspect of its game. They do not mention gameplay; they do not mention the world, the art. they just mention the writing strong air quotes to mean inclusion of a trans character mm-hmm. and it's just that's that's the kind of conversation that we're dealing with right here, and it's I
0: can't respect that conversation because it's just yelling, yeah, yeah. and it's it, there's there's nothing to be gained. there's no ground to gain, there's no equal playing field it's just my i I'm yelling this completely just not even like based in in any kind of reality type of argument versus people just you know you can't yeah you can't meet you know someone out here when you're down here in reality you know it's yeah it's just mad screaming and the base and like the end
1: goal of their argument is there just aren't going to ever be transgender characters in games and it's just like well, how does that help with the? How does that help with creating a real world? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, if I just can't even begin to think how you could just be like, yeah, the world feels more realistic if people who I know exist in real life aren't there. Like, and that's part of the argument being
0: made. I think if they, in the back of their minds, I think they, if they accept this, they have to accept people in real life, and I think, in terms of the world. I don't know if these people would do that. I but feel- you
1: don't. You don't even have to accept trans people in real life to accept them in this magical world. Mm-hmm. There is a belt in this game that lets you change gender. There's a mm-hmm. there's spells mm-hmm. in this game that let you temporarily
0: change sex and it's just like
1: you don't have to believe those are real.
0: I'm saying that it it this feeling about the game I think transfers over to their real life. You have to acknowledge Thoughts. it. Yes, you have to acknowledge something, and they don't want to acknowledge something Mm-mm. that they just... Uh, there are a multitude of bigoted reasons why they don't want to acknowledge something, and that's why that the world doesn't feel real to them because mm-hmm. the world they've created in their own reality doesn't include those people, and... I-
2: I feel like typically the people that are complaining about this are the same people that are complaining about, say, the girl gamer archetype of, yep. well, have you played this? Have you played this? It's trying to the keep people the... people
1: who throw, like, the gauntlet of tests. Exactly.
2: It's, like, trying to keep themselves almost sheltered in their world where they are the hero where there can be no one else around there won't be women there won't be transgender characters there will only be them and their group
1: if i don't have to accept that these people are actually in this community with me i don't have to accept that i'm the bad guy mm-hmm. exactly
0: and there's like this feeling of like you have to be perfect in terms of like you have to be like so knowledgeable about that mm-hmm. subject you have it's like exactly the tests if you don't pass these tests you eat. You're not a gamer. You don't pass. Like, And yet they probably didn't go through a single yet, test to get in there. They didn't go through a single test to go in there. What He's do you mean? A,
1: they didn't need a test. They had testes. Exactly.
0: Yeah. They're these gatekeepers who make up these rules about what's okay, what's not okay, and then they change it up as soon as, you know... People, they have to start Mm -hmm. accepting something. It's like, well, I'm just not going to accept it It's an
2: ever-evolving hierarchy of hypocrisy. Mm -hmm.
0: And, like, ultimately, this obviously
1: extends well beyond Baldur's Gate. It just kind of... It's one of those things that just kind of punches you in the face with how little we've progressed as a community. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, like, you know... This is a hot topic right now in the United States as a whole, like just transgender inclusion. And it's like we're actually somehow further behind than the majority conservative country. Mm -hmm. And it's like that's really depressing when I consider that most of the people I know in the industry are not this kind of person. No. So it's like I just I don't get how we have this fan base that's so much more toxic than any other community I know. I think it mostly comes from the detachment of video games and the anonymity
2: anonymity that video games provide because these people may be totally upstanding people outside and they may feel these negative feelings about, you know, transsexual characters, women, what have you. And these video games are an escape for them. And they want to keep that escape as pure as possible when, you know, Game developers can try and make this new, original, all-encompassing, you know, we want to engage everyone, because of course they do. That's going to sell more games. They want the women gamers. They want, you know, everyone to come in and game with them. Mm -hmm. And these people are trying to push them away so that their tiny little world is nice and pure and clean of everything, and they can fly their airplane down and kill 500 people. They don't care. They just don't want it to be
1: real.
0: They don't want it to be real. No. Their reality is a very vastly different than anyone else's in terms of what's okay and then then I mean like
1: we all do come to it for the same reason like no one goes into video no one goes into playing video games because it's like I want to experience my real life again for the next two hours Mm -hmm. all of us are going into it for the same reason of like escape whether it be actually escaping from dealing with the real world or just escape into relaxing for a little bit Mm -hmm. and it's just like there's a sense of infantilism in the arguments they're being made because it's like the argument is if it doesn't cater to me it can't cater to anyone yeah whereas it's like i appreciate so much when there's a transgender character in anything and it's like this makes me want to play the game that i know that just spent like littered throughout the world There there's actual inclusivity. And it's just like that makes the world more real to me. That makes it easier for me to escape into these games. And it's like. I just don't get why these people get to be the loud ones. These people
0: get to be the faces of our industry. It's I think it's just because I want to say they have the time on their hands to just constantly harass. And I mean. And they're violent. They're violent. Mm -hmm. And they just they have this this tunnel vision of just nothing else matters but their goal their their very base. they have no outside perspective entering in they have their perspective that's it and they can you know sit there on twitter all day and just send messages they can you know send a bunch of messages to uh, what's the company's name beam Beamdog. beam dog you can you, just you know constant and I think people who aren't on that side have a like at least uh, some higher, I don't want to say, I'm trying to think of the good way to say this, know how in terms of just like, you know, if if there's a real issue about something, there's other ways to go about it, and like we don't see an issue, so we're not just, you know, sitting on our computers all day just typing out angry messages. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, we can converse what we're doing here. We're not, you know, threatening someone's livelihood because they did something I mean, they didn't more agree than with. their
1: livelihood. Yeah. I'm pretty sure in the first day of this, I saw a picture of Amber Scott's house. Mm. Yeah. Like, we mm-hmm. constantly see threats on lives mm-hmm. like rape threats. We see bomb threats. We see everything. Mm-hmm. And
2: despite the horrible things that happened last year with Gamergate, it was a good thing that people are now taking notice that this is happening and that it's actually being, you know. Um, I forget her name, but she's passing legislation right now that it can actually be penalized. And swatting even got, you know, people are getting arrested for swatting finally.
1: So Mm -hmm. So, I don't know because like um, I believe it's uh, Amy Dentada on Twitter who was talking about this very recently was pointing out how in the industry people, male journalists, male journalists in the games industry have been ignoring this kind of stuff for years and have only really been paying attention once something big like this comes up and then it just goes away again. So it's like, all that's really happening is that the gaming community, hard finger quotes on that, to as a whole is being seen as this to the outside, to people not within this industry. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only thing that's coming of it.
2: I think it's honestly other because... Other than
1: slow plotting change as always.
2: Uh, it's mostly because other than this, there's not too terribly much going on that people would necessarily care about. That wouldn't really bring in a lot of readers.
1: No, Yeah, we basically get publication around uh Extra Life and whenever these scumbags do something. hmm
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. I just... Uh, I don't even know what to say about that. Because hey. it's,
1: just, it's just like... We are doing hard work all the time to be inclusive, to cover the good stuff that's happening in gaming, to cover the bad stuff too. Mm-hmm. But it's like... It's so annoying that the whole if it bleeds, it leads mentality has made it so this is how people see the gaming industry.
0: Mm-hmm. And like games, you know, this I, I follow music press quite heavily. And these, yeah. <laughs> these same issues, I think over the last two weeks or, you know, it was like two months ago, there was a huge um, issue about a male publicist sexually harassing upwards of like 16 journalists. And that was so huge, and it got blown up on the music thing, music sphere, and, you know, completely went away after, and these people are still dealing with it. It happens, like, in different realms, like, it just blows up, the male people cover it. I know for a fact that this issue was around for a while. People knew this guy was a scumbag, but didn't report on it until, like, 16 or so people came forward and were like, hey, this is happening to me, and it became a story, story in quotes in that people could, you know, It bleeds, it leads, it could change it into this narrative and, you know, get hits off of it. And it's just so disturbing in that way, just, like, taking someone's life and until it can get hits, it doesn't matter on the internet. See,
1: we are obviously in this industry, Mm -hmm. and it's really disheartening for me to have to say this, but it seems a whole lot of the time, like, the reason people hold off until there is no more holding off is because – the people you're crapping on are probably industry contacts. Yeah. They might be people you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And And people that can
2: get you big stories later on.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's the same kind of problem Kotaku faced on a much less serious scale, I would say, where it's like if you do something that makes someone mad for whatever reason, you run the risk of not being able to do your job as well in the future, even though though making someone mad right now might be the best way you can do
0: your job. Mm Mm-hmm. That's why I don't think that there's so much reporting on GamerGate stuff, you know, as it happens until like the bigger things happen. Because I feel like, in terms of just what would happen if you kept reporting on it, we mention them once and we get things, you mm-hmm. know, one and we d- didn't Byte even. Byte does not get comments. No, we, it does if, not get comments. If, but We get like one thing, and it's just like people are ready to pounce on it. So I can imagine if if a larger publication published something, people are just ready to pounce. And and the thing is, people are absolutely
1: like constantly trolling searching for the words gamergate in text because like i said Byte does not get comments but no, every time no. we say those words on mm-hmm. text there's responses there's responses and they are uh, they're not nice I'm they're i might dull- roller surprisingly the people representing that group do not leave nice comments if only they did
0: or they'll blame it on the fact they'll blame it on someone disguised as
1: one of them yeah Yeah. there's so many sock puppets that people Mm -hmm. use for that and it's just so garbage and it's like no one really believes that anyone's faking that stuff because we don't have to because you guys are doing it yeah Mm -hmm. no one fake no one faked a bomb threat for anita sarkeesian like you guys did that Mm -hmm. yeah I think another reason, going back to the reporting on it,
2: another issue that it might just be that there's so much of it going on. I mean, if you find these certain forums or, you know, threads, mm-hmm. it's always all this in-depth information about all these different people threatening these people, talking about how they're bad for the industry, and day after day, new people, new games, just finding something to be angry about. But and- it's
1: an obligation on the side of journalists to cover that stuff because maybe that means that it can stop at some point. hmm but-
0: Ignoring things never makes them go away. It, it only festers, makes it. gets
1: yeah. worse.
2: Mm-hmm. But if we keep putting all that stuff, I guess I just have to play devil's advocate on this one. Please because do. I, I understand this is, that. This
1: is a good conversation. I do.
2: But if we focus only on the negatives, if we only focus on Gamergate and, you know, threatening and harassing, that's going to turn away women in the industry. That's going to turn away, you know, anyone that wants to create a unique narrative because they're saying, well, if I'm going to put this out, I'm going to have my life threatened. Look at all these stories, all these examples of it to put out the, both the good and the bad content at such a high rate that we can keep it an equal playing field is such a difficult thing for so for how young gaming journalism is.
0: So I feel here's like, what
1: I would say to that. you go. You don't work out when you're recovering from a fever. You get better and then you do good. It's very beneficial to purge as much of the bad from our industry as possible so that we can have more good. Mm -hmm. Because if we make this a safe place first, it's safe for more good to come in the future. And I would say a whole lot of gaming journalism is just advertisement at this point in time. Like, there's not an overabundance of good that we don't have a whole lot of bad we can balance
0: it out with. Mm-hmm. That's fair. My, my, that. my thing was I was going to say in terms of talking about, like, portraying this good in both sides, that's just not the truth. And to, in my opinion, I would rather, as ugly as the truth might be, I'd rather put the truth out there in the sense that, like, if someone was thinking about getting in this industry, I'd want them to know this is what's currently happening and this is the, the issues they face. And it's an ugly truth. It's, but it's something that I feel like people should know. Or at the very least, people should know that
1: the industry is frowning upon this. Yes. Because yeah. the fans are one thing. We can never control the fans. It's just a force of nature. Mm-hmm. But knowing that the industry will have your back if they come after you, that would be a powerful thing. But right now, it doesn't seem like the industry has your back until
0: a developer kills themselves yeah yeah no one's put out a clear i mean plenty of places have put out clear statements of like we won't you know cater to this, but there's no action to that mm-hmm. it's nice words, but you don't see someone stepping up or an entire organization stepping up and like saying no, this is not happening.
1: And I really think right now, like, in this second, we're starting to see a lot of major media conglomerates starting to move towards making those actions. Because, I mean, we saw Disney pull out of, uh, what was it, Georgia?
2: Georgia and then... Um, North Carolina,
1: was North Carolina, Carolina, too. Yeah, well, PayPal pulled out of North PayPal
2: Carolina. pulled out of North Carolina. Georgia was Netflix and... D, uh, Disney.
1: Yeah, and the fact that we're starting to see these multi-billion dollar companies make moves like this means that the smaller companies and smaller industries
0: like gaming can start to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then you're not competing. Like It's something like one thing with Bean Dog putting out this character who is really good, but it would be just as important if, if Bethesda in the next Skyrim, you know, a game that reaches so many more people, you know, could also have something like this in their game. It, it would be... Little developers all around would just be like, okay, if, if the big dogs like Bethesda, you know, Rockstar, if they can do it, maybe we can too. Because the the amount of of crap that Bean Dog is facing right now, I'm sure that that would that that would make a small developer pretty fearful, honestly, yeah. mm-hmm. about doing something like this. And like, you know, if if Rockstar just stood up and said, hey, the next Grand Theft Auto, we're gonna have transgender characters just walking around. Yeah, it would it would change everything overnight like that. Mm-hmm. But it just takes one person – it one take one company to really make that first step. Because
1: I would argue that we started to see the same kind of thing after, like, um, Mass Effect with uh, lesbian characters. We definitely started mm. to see it more commonplace for there to be um, major homosexual romances, major homosexual characters in games. Mm-hmm. And it's just – I don't know. I, th- I do agree with Jake. I think that first step is super important. And I think it almost has to come from a company that can afford to take that blow, but also has the publicity. Because like uh, Beamdog, they're, you know, they're pretty small tier, but they have backing from Wizards of the Coast because yep. it's their IP that they're working with. Yeah. And it's like that's – they have the money to take the blow, they but they don't have like the – they don't have the face value that some place like Rockstar, like Bethesda, like Bioware has.
0: Mm-hmm. And they can, they, it can take a bunch of small change. Small change is really great seeing it from the smaller developers, but yeah, seeing it from a a, a big developer like that, that would just be huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't feel comfortable with Rockstar putting, say, transgender characters into it because mm-hmm. of the typical player base for it i feel like it would have a much worse backlash and i just i wouldn't want to see that content but uh, like the new skyrim absolutely but just with you know all the controversy around say grand theft auto and to
1: include you know more characters to be viciously murdered sometimes i just so then we get into a whole conversation of is putting those characters in to be viciously murdered as equally as everyone else in that game is. It's a question of, is that painting a target on backs? And that's a, a whole nother. Yeah, no, it is. Mm-hmm. Cause honestly, as Jake was saying, rockstar, I was saying, I was thinking kind of the same thing. Cause it's like, you know, the whole thing with, um, uh, what was it? San Andreas garnered a lot of attention just cause of people going around just beating up women. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. And that's always yeah.
2: been in the games. And yeah, it's all, it's it probably always been won't there. go out. Yeah. But if there was like say a transsexual character in like Halo or in Call of Duty, like the campaign, I think that would be much more I don't know proactive than in say like Grand Theft Auto or something along those lines. Yeah.
1: Really something where this horrible, volatile, toxic community has less control over the fates of these people.
0: I wanted to say something, but I want to think about it just for a few minutes. Let's all sit in silence and stare at Jake while he thinks for a few minutes. It was just in something like, yes, I feel like that, that, that those communities would still be around viciously murdering people. But I feel like... This should be
1: said that we're not, like, saying that it's a bad thing that no. people go into Grand no. Theft Auto to kill people. Because I mean, it's like, who like, cares?
2: That's like saying, I don't play Dynasty Warriors. I play Dynasty Warriors for the graphics.
1: I mean, it's it's such
2: a it's commonplace thing. It's just thing. a thing
1: in the game. We don't really care. It's just a matter of there's a certain amount that people can be targeted through that act. And yeah. we talked about the video already that came out of this game. The mm-hmm. same thing would happen.
0: Mm-hmm. I have to think about it for a minute, but I know I, I, I agree in some ways. I just think like, yeah, there's certain elements I, I, to have like a character, not just like a random person in Grand Theft Auto, but like, a main character or like Yeah, if there story, was a main character was, was a story. Character, it's not like
1: you can kill Lamar in Grand no. Theft Auto 5.
0: No. That's what I'm referring
2: to. If it's a main character then yes, I absolutely agree. Absolutely. Because De-
0: like if if we're really just thinking about it, if you're just driving around The streets of Grand Theft Auto, there's no real way to tell if someone's, you know, gay or Mm -hmm. transgender or. And I mean, there
1: is a way that you could make it like super stereotypical and really offensive, but as much as people like to say it, Rockstar ain't really about that. No. And
2: I mean, even if we look at it, Rockstar is not terrible. I mean, The Ballad of Gay Tony
1: is still hailed as one of the best. Ballad of Gay Tony, so good. Game expansions of all time. Mm -hmm. You know what I want from the next Grand Theft Auto? Hmm. I want a trans male character. See how people react to that. I want them to be the main character of the game. You're still playing a dude; mm-hmm.
0: they're just trans. You know, I wouldn't be. I want the hell See, out that's, of that. That's what yeah. I'm saying. No, that like, would be it, a fine with, idea. With I would that, love that. With the The reach that Grand Theft Auto has, because you know people will play Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, people will play Grand Theft Auto, and sometimes I feel like the world just needs, you know, to just accept things and like, you know, they're gonna play Grand Theft Auto. You're gonna have to accept that this is a trans male character. Mm-hmm. That'd so, be so good mm-hmm. to me. It, it, then you would have. You, then you would really see people like the real bigots, like in terms of like, well, I, I don't want to play Grand Theft Auto, even though everyone, you know, everyone would be playing Grand Theft Auto. And you know, yeah. they're
1: still gonna have that sixty-five dollars burning a hole in their pocket till they have it. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I just.
1: Honestly, with the level of writing Rockstar puts into their main characters, that would be the ideal platform for me. Absolutely. 10 Mm -hmm. out of 10. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Hey, Rockstar, I know since you guys clearly Mm -hmm. listen to us every single week, can you- Such devout Mm -hmm. fans. This is coming from Chase, so I mean, I know you'll take it seriously. Just go ahead and put that in. Yeah. Please, Rockstar. (laughs) (laughs) We'll tweet at him after this episode's done. We'll tweet this episode at him. Mm Mm-hmm. So they can get some ideas. Well. I think that's about as far as we're going to go on this one. Sound good to you guys? Sounds good. Yep. Okay, so, I don't know, this seems like kind of fun thing to me. We talked about several major IPs that this could happen in. What would be the number one that you would want this in? That you would want to make a huge step towards inclusivity, towards anything.
2: Mm, that's a good one.
1: Because I'm sticking with my, my number one, the next big step. I would want a trans male main character in Grand Theft Auto 6.
0: I had to think for a second. Mm. Once again, let's all go ahead and stare at Jake while he thinks. Aiden, do you have something right off the top of your head? Uh, I I had one that I I it doesn't make sense the more I think about it. I might I might voice it so y'all can laugh at me.
2: I mean I I have one. I don't really know how to really get it out. Um, I don't know. If I had to really put one, I'd say Pokemon.
1: Po- yeah
2: like honestly it would be just a very few minute changes that would allow people to
1: pokemon x and y has a transgender character does yep. it really yes yep. there is a line of dialogue from i can't remember what class of trainer but they mention how they how just a year ago they used to be a black belt which is exclusively a oh, male karate class. girl yes karate yep. girl it's a, an exclusively male class in pokemon okay I, yep. I
2: think i do remember
1: seeing mm-hmm. that somewhere
2: but no i I think it'd be cool to, and since it's geared towards kids teaching them towards that it's okay kids is the best. Mm-hmm. you know that it's all right to be this person i mean mm-hmm. obviously with like yokai watch you can't do that because yokai watch has a main character yeah. but with pokemon you design your own main character and it should be at least
1: with the newer pokemon
2: with the newer ones it should be able to be a reflection of who you truly feel that
0: you are
1: mm-hmm. yeah i'm i'm totally down eight. that's a really good suggestion
0: the and one I, I the one that popped in my head immediately because I was thinking in terms of reach in terms of what you just said in terms of reaching children. It I don't think it makes sense, but y'all can maybe convince me. I was gonna say Minecraft, in the sense that like, it, it to me like it doesn't make sense because already like, it's such an androgynous character yeah. in of itself that you can and really you make it whatever thing. you want. Change yeah. the
1: skin, whatever, and there's no that's, story other than the credit sequence. That's mm-hmm. my
0: yeah that would be my
1: issue. Um, but I see where
2: you're coming from with that though. Really,
1: just anything geared towards kids, I'd be so down for.
0: Mm-hmm. I would, in outside of the world of games, I would like to see a Disney princess movie about a, a transgender woman because I feel like then you can go into Disney Infinity with the toys. Yep. Then you can go and do a bunch of things. You can go into merchandise. I feel And like if there's
1: anyone who has the power to take a hit from bigots, it's Disney. It's Disney. Mm-hmm. They and own, and uh, they, Disney will be they, ready for them.
0: Disney owns you right now. Disney owns us. Mm-hmm. And in terms of just reach, that to me would have... Even, even if you put it in Star Wars, put put a, a, a trans male character in Star Wars as, like, a main character, or, you know, trans female character, your reach, your merchandising, everything. Mm-hmm. That they're would, that a, would... Well, they're really – merchandising is a whole different beast yeah.
1: because we saw that with the Ray figurines yeah. that everyone wanted and there was no supply on. Like, mm-hmm. they're so bad at judging that.
0: Yeah. But I just think that, yeah, with those two series, I mean, those, that company could have so much effect – Honestly, if any company like that size would take like that big of a risk, I feel like you would see a bigger It would be step. breaching mm-hmm. a dam. Yes, it absolutely would be. So I would like to see Disney because a new Disney Infinity, yeah, all that stuff. I fully agree, yeah. mm-hmm. Well, thank you guys for coming on tonight. All right.
1: Absolutely. This has been Button Mash. I am Chase Streetman, and with me I have... Aiden Hull. And Jake Doolin. And that is it. See you, everybody.